Welcome back to the Project 24 YouTube podcast. This is episode eight. Hello, everybody. This is Nate here, and I'm not going to greet you with a howdy howdy on the podcast because we need a better greeting or a different greeting. I should say different greeting. It's not better. Different greeting here. Uh, but for today, I wanted to welcome a very special guest, Anna. Hey, thank you. It's so good to be collaborating with you again. <laughs> I feel like it's been months. Wait, it kind of has been. It kind of has been. But I'm excited to be here today. It's funny because Anna, she's, she runs up the blogging podcast. And so we're like doing like a meta collaboration here. <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a reason why we wanted to have, I, I really wanted to have Anna on this episode because as many of you know, Anna is rocking the mastermind game in Project 24. If you have not yet participated in any, any of the masterminds, uh, then I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, but in one of those masterminds, a question was brought up that we felt would be very good to address in a podcast episode, particularly about YouTube. And that question is, what if I can't find videos on the topic I'm considering making? What if I can't find a channel to draft? Or when I'm doing an industry audit, what if I can't find things out there around the topic that I'm already doing? Because traditionally, what I would say is, well, there's probably not an audience for that. You, you don't know if there's an audience for that. And it, it's an advantage often to be able to draft and follow other channels or other videos that have similar audience the, as the audience you're targeting. But what if... You can't find that. So I wanted Anna to kind of share the story of how this question came up. I think it was from a mastermind you were doing recently. Yes. So this member, she actually is one of my regulars, I like to call them now, which I absolutely love. You can come to as many masterminds as you want. <laughs> you can get as much as you want out of them. But anyway, so it started that she's already blogging. She's already working on her blog about... Um, navigating the waters of a child or children who have um, sensitivities to gluten or celiac um, mm -hmm. and really just what that journey is all about. She's talking about her experience and not really uh, diving too much into the YL by like teaching people, mm -hmm. you know, but really just telling them, here's what I experienced. I've gone through this and here's what I've done. And I feel works well, taking that approach. So she one day said, I want to do YouTube eventually. And I said, mm -hmm. great, awesome. Uh, what I would do is go take the YouTube course and particularly the drafting lesson, because that is really going to give you some good direction as far as what to make your content about. And so she's like, great, I'll do that. Perfect. Well, then there was another mastermind and she's back and she tells me I went and did the drafting lesson and I cannot find anything on this particularly. I can fly, find gluten-free recipes. I can find, you know, kind of a gluten-free lifestyle, um, you know, more that approach, but I'm not seeing anything as far as advice for parents. Like, what do you do if you get this diagnosis? You know, mm -hmm. with your child, it's very hard and there's a lot to deal with, um, you know, especially yeah, if you're an adult, sure. but then add, you know, having a child who has this and it's just, it's a ton to learn and, and help them with. And so she's like, what do I do if I don't, I can't find this channel or any channels out there that are particularly about what I want to make videos about. Uh -huh. And so 
my advice to her was to take it one step at a time, basically, Mm -hmm. and try and see if you can, uh, one video at a time, see what will work out there. You'll probably have to find something as close as possible to draft Mm -hmm. at first to start making videos about for people to find you. But once you start to gain that audience, that's where you're going to have to do some experimenting each video at a time. Uh, Another part I wanted to add was that she told me that um, there was traffic on Google for this. There's Mm. a lot of people searching for these types of topics in Google. So why isn't there anything on YouTube for it? And so I guess that brings us to the question, like you were saying earlier, Nate, before this podcast, isn't it reasonable to think that people are looking for this type of content on YouTube? That's That was a key, I felt like, because in, in the ideal world, you can draft perfectly and, and you can kind of piggyback off of someone else's audience. But if you're not finding that audience, there's a few reasons I would say that is. One, it could be, honestly, it could be lack of skills. It could be that you maybe did the drafting and you didn't dig deep enough. Uh, in fact, I've had several times where I've had people come to me and say, there are no other channels like the one I'm thinking about doing. And then upon further inspection or f- further digging, they find them and they say, oh, okay, actually, <laughs> I just needed to dig further. I needed to try more angles. Uh, so that could be one possibility. But then the other one, I love that Anna brought this up, is if, let's say, you really cannot find anything else on there, is it reasonable to that there's already an audience for this? And we'll use this example of parents with their kids going gluten-free. Yeah, it's absolutely reasonable that, that, that there's an audience for this. What you don't know is how big the audience is or a lot of things that are advantages. You, you don't know how many subscribers you can get. You don't have kind of a, an idea of the industry as a whole. But it's our, it's, there's Google results for it. And when you ask that question, it's pretty darn reasonable to say, yeah, there is going to be an audience for this. So an approach that we discussed here is uh, finding a parallel audience which is what Anna was saying there, finding something that is somewhat similar, that has some overlap to what you're doing, if you really cannot find another channel or a group on YouTube. So find a parallel audience and then get them interested in what you're doing. It's a new angle. It, it isn't on YouTube yet, um, or it's not, it doesn't have a lot of traction on YouTube yet. But finding, we're coining that term now, it's a parallel audience here. It's a parallel umbrella of a group of people that have some sort of overlap with what you're looking for. The other thing I wanted to say is um, if people really want a topic, let's say that there is Google results. Uh, You're searching on Google and you see some answers and people want that topic. uh, There's, there's a pretty good indicator that variations of the top results when you're searching for, I'll use this example again of the uh, parents of kids going gluten-free, what kinds of questions would they ask on Google? And if you're finding answers and articles about that, and that's the approach you want to take an information heavy approach with your channel, then it would make sense that you could make similar videos on YouTube. Uh, And so that is another approach I would take here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it got, and I think I mentioned it before to you, Nate, but the question I had was, would people only be searching for these types of things on Google or more likely to search for them on Google than YouTube? And I thought to myself, no, 
I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think either. if I were in that position, I would be looking anywhere I could find information that could help me or just anyone to relate to, really. Uh, as far as being gluten-free, I'm, I'm gluten-free myself. And so I know I'm scouring the internet, looking anywhere for information, but also just people to relate to. Uh, and I know I'm not the child of someone, but... If it's anything like that, I would assume that people would really appreciate that content out there. Yeah, and actually, I I really, that one thing you said, finding people, that will be, in this particular case, that will be the biggest advantage here because uh, when when you are going through that life transition of you find out you're celiac, they want people to look to. And that's even more effective than just articles on Google. So I see this, if there really isn't, I haven't done my own analysis, I have to admit here, <laughs> if there really isn't a lot of content out, out there about this, this could be a really good opportunity, really, really good. And if I were to make a video or, or a channel about that, I would go strongly into answering people's questions, but also a lot of connection because people are going to come because they want to know about, you know, how, the transition, the kinds of questions they're asking for their own kids, but they're going to stay because of you. And so keep that in mind uh, when you're creating this channel. And the other thing I would say, I think the uh, it was brought up the potential of naming the channel Navigating Gluten-Free. Um, that's a very small uh, niche type of name. I might broaden yeah. it out a little bit, maybe use your own name yes. in the title. Uh, and then something about gluten-free, I think that would be good. Yeah, so that was kind of a secondary question was, I have um, you know, a blog, does my blog name have to be the same as my YouTube channel name, um, my domain rather? And I said, no, just go out there. This was before I, w I learned all this information, but I said, go out there and see what people in your industry are doing. Mm -hmm. If more people are just using their personal names or a variation of their personal name and something to do with gluten-free, more people are doing that than go that direction because that's what's working for people. Uh, so no, your your domain name does not have to be the same as your YouTube channel. I agree 100%. So for this channel, if I would say starting off, something of a variation of your name and then something about gluten-free in the name of the channel. That's what I would do at least starting off. Yeah. So I think that this uh, kind of channel has good potential for her. But like you said, something was really key there, Neat. And I did mention it to her as well is even though these are going to be very informational videos or a lot of them are, she doesn't want to be the vlogger type mm. person. This is what she told me. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't use your personality and, and relate to people at home. Because really what you're trying to do is help people navigate this kind of scary time this uh, you know they have no idea what's coming next and you've been there already so even though you might not be and this is for everybody out there even though you're not necessarily an expert you're not a um, a medical you know practitioner or anything like that but you have this experience that a lot of people don't that you can share with them and that's really really valuable and that's what you have to add to the youtube journey. <laughs> there you go. So we wanted to answer that question for you right off. And next, I'm going to get into a few questions and answers from the Project 24 community. We're going to say uh, sayonara to uh, Anna. <laughs> I think she has some, She has somewhere she needs to go. Yes. Uh, but I'm going to stay here and answer a few questions for you. So thank you. Thank of you, course. Anna. Perfect. Thank you. Okay. Just checking here. Yep. Yep. My mic is still going. <laughs> it's funny because the entire time I've been recording this episode, Andrea has been walking around snapping photos. So it's like, it's been a practice of uh, focus. 
<laughs> oh, oh, she just said we just passed. Good job. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so Project 24 community. First of all, a few questions about gaming channels. This is fun. It's been fun to see these popping up, these questions in the community. Um, the first one's from um, Pro Project 24 member Dom Dom. There we go. I was just trying to find the name there. And it's about finding games to stream, not on Twitch, but on YouTube. And the, the question is, um, they're asking for tips. They're, they're wondering if how you would find games to stream on YouTube that aren't oversaturated. At least this is how I understand the question. They aren't oversaturated, uh, but they're, so you have more potential of appearing in search and getting more attention because there's not a lot of attention going on with those games. Now, they, these same principles can apply to a lot of areas. I'm going to use, I'm going to answer this from my perspective uh, in the context of gaming. But if you're wondering about similar uh, if your channel has a similar uh, direction that it's going to take, then many of these principles will apply to you here. So, as far as finding games on on um, games to stream on YouTube, what I would ask myself is: there's a few different approaches to doing this. One is there's a group of people that like certain types of games. There's a there you can go as specific as a single game, like this is. People want to know about this game, and therefore, if they search for anything about this game, or if they show interest in anything about that game, and you have a channel with a lot of content about that game, your content is going to be featured to them. Another is a genre of games, which is a little bit broader, which would be, let's say they're strategy games or first-person shooter games or something like that. A genre of games, and you play a variety of games that way. Uh, you're going a little bit broader, and an advantage there is you don't pigeonhole yourself into a single game, right? Now, a broader aspect could be that you are, you make a certain type of video about games. Uh, so, a variety, an example of this, uh, there's one that I watched just because <laughs> they tell hilarious stories, and their whole goal is to see if they can break the game and make the frame rate just totally get destroyed. Uh, and they have a fairly high-end computer and all that, but that's like the goal of every video. And they tell a story and it's hilarious. And the thing is, at that point, with that type of channel, I don't really even care about the game they're playing. What I care about is the story they're going to tell. And they, they create a certain type of video. So as, I'm, as you're approaching this question of, of games to stream... I would consider, if you haven't already been doing it for a while, or maybe you already have an existing channel um, with some games on it, I would consider those three approaches. The one is the specific game, which has a likelihood, which would be the answer to this question. It has, if you find a less, uh, there's some great answers to this thread, by the way, but if you find a less streamed game, then yeah, you have more likelihood of appearing. Or if you take a channel-wide approach of, type of game or a genre of games or another step back is the type of video you make so consider that while you're searching for games uh, both the type of game you're looking for but then also how you're going to approach making content for that all right another question in this question is titled this is from project 24 member jamie star uh, this question is titled is youtube still worth the work okay so the underlying question here how i'm understanding it is is it going to be lucrative is it going to is it going to be worth the time that i put in for the result i'm looking for which in a lot of cases is money it leads to income 
I'm I'm just gonna give you my 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 take on this now. Obviously, all things aside, I'm I'm biased on this. I'm all in the YouTube game, so we'll die. You know, my first answer is gonna be well, yeah. Well, Nate says yes. <laughs> of course, it's still worth it. But I did want to add to this because depending on the goals you have for the channel, it might not be worth it. Depending on what you're willing to put in or what kind of channel you want. The best way to describe this would be uh, the with the different types of monetization on different kinds of channels. So if you are a heavily information-based channel, uh, your some of your best options are to monetize by selling your own product, information product, or by uh, being an affiliate for something with a high-paying commission. So those are just some examples of some of the best ways to monetize. Now, if there's a few factors to check in on yourself with this, this first example, and then I'm going to go into other examples. With this first example, the first factor is, do I want to make a heavily information-based channel? Do I want that? That's the first factor. Second factor is, do I want to create my own information products? Do I want to use this monetization method? And then the next one is, how? what kind of audience do I want to build within this? Because the answers to those questions will determine how you approach building the channel. In some cases, if you just want to do a search-based channel you can, and you don't care about building an audience and that type of thing, you can still make great money and, and that can be very successful. It's just good to identify that that is what you want while you're going into it, before you're going into it, as you're doing it. I'll use another example. If you want to do a heavily, uh, let's say, an entertainment style of channel, you're, you're all in, you, you just want to make people laugh, let's say that. You go into that, what I'd be asking myself is, do I want, and I'm, is this really in my goals, to build a large audience of people? Because most of the time, entertainment-heavy channels, selling an information product, may not be the best option because people are coming there to be entertained, not necessarily to take action or to do something. So the best bet there is building a big audience. And do you want that? Do you want a lot of people who are waiting for you to publish your videos every single time? Is that something you want? And if so, then great. I'll use another example. If I want to do more of a vlog or a connection style of channel, like that's my lead out, if I'm doing that, what is the, what's the primary approach that I, I want to take there? It's, am I okay with doing, am I okay with doing a uh, video that's, or a type of channel that people know me? Like they, you share your personal life. And if that's the case, then are you okay with, at that point, using products, and, et cetera, and sharing why you use those products and using affiliate sales or your own information product or, or that type of thing. So it's, it's a matter of look, look into the long game. What are you okay with the amount of time that it's going to take? Are you okay with the size of audience you will need in order to get the results you want? And then, well, I guess even before both of those things is what are the results you want? So back to this question, is YouTube still worth the work? It would be, well, what would make it worth it? 
right? What would make it worth it to you? What specific goals do you have? For many people, it's full-time income, $4,000 or more a month, right? And so break down, what kind of channel am I doing this with? Uh, Is it an information, is it a connection or an entertainment style channel? And then what will I need to do in order to accomplish those things? What size of audience will I need? What kind of monetization do I want to have? And is that even feasible on this type of channel? You can see where a disconnect would be if you wanted to make a heavily entertainment style channel and you and yet your long-term game is to sell information products. It may not be the best approach at that point because there might be a little disconnect. You're, you're, you're wanting to do entertainment and yet your main, you're wanting also wanting to do your main monetization method being information products. It could be a disconnect there. So take a step back and look and answer several of those questions for yourself. I realize I just ask you like 500 questions in a row. <laughs> uh, if you do, so this, I guess it's an introspection. If you're driving in your car, then then you can put some thought into this. If you're uh, listening to this elsewhere, you can t- take a moment to just sit down and jot down some answers to those questions. Go back and re-listen to that section. Uh, and then also... If you have additional questions about these concepts, uh, go ahead and start some threads, ask some questions in the Project 24 community. All right, that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. And we will you will hear me next time. You'll hear me next... What did I say on the last episode? I always say, we'll see you next time. Uh, we should say, I'll hear you next time. There you go. And you'll... But it's not even you'll hear me next time. It's you'll... No, you'll hear me. I won't hear you. Well... <laughs> Anyway, thanks everybody for listening and see you next time. (laughs) Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but it's not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.